about 4.20, there was a loud, listen, I was awoken at 4.20 this morning by a loud, loud thundering sound. It was crazy. Now, and this, this was, it wasn't in the spirit, this happened in the natural. It was the wind. I don't know, but I'm, I'm going to try to give you a sound effect, but it sounded a lot like a, like a tornado alarm. I remember one time when we had first moved to Alabama, I didn't know nothing about tornadoes because in San Antonio, Texas, when they give a tornado warning, it never happens. Like, it, it would never happen. But in Alabama, when a tornado alarm goes off, it's serious business. And I remember we're in the middle of the city in Florence, Alabama, and all of a sudden we begin to hear the sound. And the whole city began to, like, just, and, and I'm like, what is that? Like, what was that? Me and, the, and I remember me and my boys were out. We ran outside like, what's going on out here? And you could see it was black and the winds were blowing everywhere. And, and you know, it was a tornado. It was like right around the corner. corner. And I remember because I, we, this looks pretty serious, guys. I think maybe we should turn the news on, you know. So we went to turn on the news, and it was the guy from the weather report. And he says, if you're watching me right now, get to safety. Go run. It was a news, newscaster. And we're like, dude, wait a minute. There's nowhere to go. And they were yelling, get to the local shelter. Run now. And the guy was panicking, the news weather guy. His hair was all like this. And... And it was serious business. He was dead serious. Well, this morning, this morning, that's what happened. The wind began to blow through the window. And it made a sound like a tornado alarm. And it was, whoo, scared the mess out of me. <laughs> and I got up, whoa. And then the, it was, it was at 4.20 this morning. So then I kind of just, you know, I, I, I kind of just hung out a little bit. Then I went and I, I just, I went to the room. I began to pray. <laughs> but 4.20, the Lord gave me this. I, I've been having this word about three weeks ago. But the Lord said, it's time to take our vision higher. To take our vision higher. Okay, I'm going to read this what I wrote here. First uh, Corinthians 4.20 says that I am not a God of talk, but a God of power. So then I went to go and check out, like, okay, what was significant about what's, what was going on this morning? I said, man, this, this winds, I mean, the trees are like bending and crazy, and, and it was beautiful at the same time. But then I went to the weather app. I said, man, what was it? So, well, we had 22 mile per hour winds. And if y'all know us, the 2 2 is really significant. The 22 is what brought us here to Ohio. We came and we ministered here uh, about two, maybe two and a half years ago, I guess. And the word that we, we shared to the house was that they were in their Isaiah 22 22 season. And that there was a double, double blessing on that word. It was a double blessing, a double favor, a double glory, a double honor. It was a double, double word on the Isaiah 22, 22. 
So this morning at 4.20, I'm not a God of talk, but a God of power. We had winds of 22 miles per hour, the Isaiah 22, 22, and there's a double blessing and a double favor and a double glory right now. I'm telling you, this is, you need to capture this. Capture this. Then the Lord began to remind me about the Isaiah 22, 22, and it was this. All this time, whenever I quote, quote that script, scripture, when I read it, I've always read it as, and I will give you the keys to the house of David. And I will open the doors that no man can shut, and I will shut the doors that no man can open. Okay? But I always read it as the keys. And I didn't realize I was reading it wrong till this morning. You see... On the 23rd of October, which is a couple days ago, uh, the Lord gave me, I'm going to read the, this encounter that I had because it's, it's significant about the 22 and where we're at right now. And this is a prophetic word for the body for this house, but it's even a prophetic word for the body of Christ right now. But that we have entered into a season of the turning of the key. The keys that were once possessed keys that we relinquished by giving the authority and access to the enemy, giving access to restricted areas. See, sometimes we do that in our lives. We give agreement to the things of the enemy, and what happens is we hand off and we relinquish the keys that God has given us in a season by simply agreeing with a lie of deception, by agreeing with the enemy would say, we hand over our keys. He says, Today, God is restoring and returning the keys. In this vision that I had, I saw the Lord combining all of these keys together. This was really significant because they were keys of destiny. They were keys of purpose. Some of them were mantles that had been laid down. Some of these things were promises. Some of these things were even, 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 uh, um, uh, it, it was, it was, promises and destiny that were that were being combined together that the and then I saw the hand of the Lord go and he began to combine them together and what happened was one key came out of his hand it was one key all the promises the keys of destiny formed one key and as I looked on this key it said open door that we are now in the season listen I want you to hear me because the Isaiah 22, 22, it says, and I will give you the key to the house of David. See, I really believe that we are entering this season right now of double blessing, double favor, double glory. But the Lord is releasing the key. It is called open door. And with this key, this open door, he's releasing all authority and all access to the very things that the enemy tried to steal in our past. Come on, you, you got to get this. Listen, how many of you have had some things stolen by the enemy? Come on, relationships, families. The Lord, the enemy has been really hard at work. He's been really hard at work. He's come to kill, steal, destroy, rob us of blessings. And see, we have the authority, but we relinquish it, but God is returning. He's returning, but not only is he returning the key, he's returning the access, and he's given us all authority. It's the open door. So this morning, 
It's the God of power. He's the God of power. The Isaiah 22, the 22 was those winds. Listen, I remember I was in New York, and I had an encounter with the angel, with this angels, and I began to see the winds of change come in the room, and it was, it was, a, it was a supernatural thing that happened. The winds of change are here this morning. They are here. I don't know what, what that was about last night. But I know that the windows and the winds began to come and created a sound. The Lord is wanting to awaken the bride this morning. Come on, some of us have been in a place where we, we get so comfortable and we get so, so, so used to just coming to us, a service. I speak for myself. Listen, I, I can be transparent. There's days that I don't feel like doing anything. It's truth. And you, you guys know me. I've always said this. I, I don't walk around floating on clouds. No. I get frustrated. I have bad days. But it's how we respond, right? But I'm telling you, the winds of change are here. The Lord is transitioning some things on our behalf. There's an amazing thing that God's doing. You know, I, I, I look, and I, I, I want to encourage with you that because... In this message, I'm calling it taking your vision higher. You know, I, I look on social media. I look at what's going on in the world. And immediately you can see what's happening. You know, you can go to Facebook now. And you can tell what kind of day a person's having by what's being said on their Facebook. Me, this, I'm, look, I'm speaking for myself too. This is not like just y'all, but it's all of us. If I'm having a bad day, I may go on my Facebook, whoa, what was that about? And everybody was like, whoa, what, something happened, what's going on? It's, that's the way it works in social media. But we have to go higher. We have to go higher. So you look on social media, you see things with Trump, you see the presidency, everybody's impeach, impeach. You got the Democrats against the Republicans. You got the news networks against the other news networks. Fake news, real news, lies, truths. Everybody is a big, there's a big battle that's taking place right now. Our nation is in chaos. It really is. But see, how many of you know that what happens in the natural is because there's something going on in the spirit. We battle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities. That means that there's something in the second heaven realm, that soulish realm, where the demonic is at full work trying to cause a division in the body. So then here we are, the body, the Christ, the believers, we're the ones that are supposed to be the lighthouse. We're the ones who are supposed to be the light in the dark place. That wherever we go, we bring hope, we bring life. But that's not happening either. We go to Facebook and we see social media. It's brothers against brothers. Ministries against ministries. Another ministry is that mad at this ministry. You see people doing tribunes. You see people doing accusations. All over social media. You don't even want to be on social media anymore. It's horrible. We see slander. We see all these things going on. 
We are two months right now from entering into the new year of 2020. And I really believe this, and I know there's been prophetic words that have been released, but I really believe that we are in the year of vision. We're going to go in this year, 2020, let's say perfect vision. You know, even in the natural, the enemy's been attacking my vision. He really has been. Because we, he, he knows. There's a fresh vision that's being released right now to the body. How, has anybody been having problems with their eyes? Anybody else? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Ten people having problems with their vision. Guess what? I believe that we're going to get our healing and our breakthrough today. Because the Lord is saying, take your vision higher. We have to go higher. We're, in a, we're, we're seeing a season of, of, of uh, chaos. In uh, 2012, the Lord led me to this this morning. I was reading the shepherd's rod. Um, Bob Jones released a prophetic word in 2012. And I'm going to read this really quick. For those who don't know who Bob Jones was, Bob Jones was a prophetic. I mean, he, he's a papa and the prophetic. He was part of the Kansas City prophets that, that came down. He's been, he's been a voice for, for, for many years. But Bob Jones said this. America is being called to come into a union. There is coming a civil war in the church. And each and every one of you is going to have a civil war inside of you. It's going to be a gray matter. The rebel against the blue. The revelation of the son of heaven. So the civil war is getting ready to start. And the gray has to surrender to the blue. Because with the gray matter, when you think you have, when you think you have everything figured out, you don't. You can only have faith. You can only faith it out. And you only faith it out right down here in your spirit. Faith is coming forth. Every one of you is going to have a civil war within you. You're going to have to determine, am I going to figure it out? Well, I'm telling you, you're not. Should I buy gold? Should I buy silver? Should I buy food? That is all gray matters. It's not going to work. But when you pray and you hear something in your spirit, do that. That is going to work. In this time that we're living in right now, the Lord is releasing keys. He's releasing strategy from heaven. Listen, and it's time for us to go higher. It is time for us to see. You know, I, I said something the other day about Seeing is not believing. Seeing is the result. Seeing is the outcome of believing. When we begin to believe, when we begin to go higher, and we begin to focus on the things of the Lord, we begin to see. Believing is how we'll see. We need to go higher. From a biblical perspective, vision is a seed that comes from a prophetic view. It's a view of what is on Papa's heart for a season and for a generation. God releases prophetic vision for what is and is to come. 
You see, how many of you guys have seen, uh, have visions? When I say vision, maybe the Lord's given something inside of your heart. Maybe one of you, it's missions. Maybe some of you are called to the mission field. How many of you have vision for something? Come on. We should. We should. And I'm going to tell you what, if you don't have vision, because, you know, I, I do a lot of counseling, and, and one of the, the common things that I hear a lot is, I don't know what my vision is. I really don't know. And my response is this. If you don't know what your vision is, then partner with somebody who has vision. And in the, in the process of you partnering with somebody's vision, God begins to breathe on you, and he begins to show you the vision he has for you. Sometimes vision will come in your moments of serving and surrendering and submitting and serving. That's how ours came. When you serve. For those who have gone through our, our school, we've often said this, and you, you, you can, we said this. The prophetic gives life, and it, it gives peace, and it gives hope. John 6, 63 says this. The spirit alone gives life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. And the very word that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. If the Lord's vision, like I said, whatever the Lord gives you in your vision, his vision is going to bring you hope. It's going to bring you life. It's going to bring faith to you. You know, I remember um, our vision came when we were serving a church that we were offended with. And some of you have heard this, this, this story before. But it came in a place of us being in offense. We were hurt. And we served three years. We served three years for a ministry. Uh, that always brings me back. Okay. We were hurt, and we were in a place of, uh, of being wounded, and the Lord took, me, took us to that place of, of uh, surrendering and submitting. And when we did that, the Lord gave us our own vision. You know, he, he, we were sitting in a room with these kids one day, and the Lord gave us a thing about going and doing a radio station. Had no idea what we were going to do. All of a sudden, we're, 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 we're recording these kids. We did a recording. This thing went viral. It went all over the United States, and the Lord began to connect us with ministries all over the world, amazing ministries and generals of the faith. And all of a sudden, that what we were doing was now being recognized by over 190-something countries all over the world. And it was, and we had no idea. It was just a vision. Listen, I, I was sitting in a room one day, and the Lord said, why don't you start a radio station? I said, God, I don't know nothing about radio. I don't know nothing. But see, sometimes the vision is so raw that we don't even know what to expect. We don't know how to do it. Maybe the Lord has given you vision for something to start a ministry. Maybe it's even a business. You're like, God, I don't, I don't have no money. That's where, we, that's where we were at. We had no money, man. I had no money, I had no computer, I had no microphones, had nothing. We had zero. But as soon as we said yes to the vision, as soon as we said, okay, God, I don't know what you're doing, but I'm going to say yes to you, then all of a sudden the Lord began to bring the provision for the vision. 
Every part of it came in. You know, I'm blessed. Our, our sister here from Edgerton, she threw a big revival meeting. She's, the Lord gave her a vision. And in this vision, she goes and they get a big tent. Those are expensive. And then they say, Lord, where do you want me to put it? Put it on your property. But nobody's going to come. Just do it. And they had a powerful time of the Lord. The Lord says, plant a flag in Brian. But God, we're in striker. Plant a flag in Brian. It doesn't make sense, God. Do it. Okay, God. You know what we don't know. Two weeks later, we find that EPA. Oh, God. You knew way in advance. You see, God knows what he's doing. Mm -hmm. Prophetic vision gives us hope that if we trust in God, given vision, it'll bring life to those who are connected to you. You know, I remember there was a season that anybody that would connect with us, whether it was sewing or whether it was just partnering with us or even if it was just intercession, anybody who would lock arms with us, they were so blessed. Finances would come in. Things would happen in their life. People were giving them cars. People were getting, they were getting houses out of nowhere. But when the Lord receive, releases a vision... And you say yes to the vision, the people around you begin to receive the blessings for partnering with the vision that God has given to you because they partner with God. You become, it's like an extension cord. Man, I got to go all the way over there, but uh, it's not long enough. Well, bring me another cord. And then we get to go further. That's what vision looks like. It brings, it brings uh, favor and blessing to those that are connected with us. As God releases vision, our first obligation is to do this. And I've been guilty of this. Sometimes the Lord will want to give us a vision, and maybe, maybe you have too. But it could be late at night. The Lord will begin to speak to you about something. And then you just kind of like, oh, that's good. Okay, I'll write it down tomorrow. Or I'll, 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 yeah, I'll remember that tomorrow. Okay, I'll, I'll remember that. And then tomorrow comes. Like, man, what was that? And you completely forget. One of the, 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 the most important things about vision is that when the Lord releases vision to you, write it down. Write it down. And then after the vision comes, after you write it down, it, even the prophets of the old, what they would do is they would get the vision that the Lord was speaking and then after they would get the vision, they would proclaim it to the people. They would proclaim the word of the Lord to the people. I think that's where we got to go too. Father, I thank you, God, for Brian. I thank you, God, for what you're doing, God. I thank you for the, the, the flag that's being planted, God. I thank you, God, that, that we're going to be a lighthouse in this city, God, in the fountain city, God, that we're going we're to see people come. That's we got to proclaim the kingdom of heaven is at hand. No matter what it looks like for you guys, those that said they have vision, begin to thank the Lord. God, I thank you for Mexico. I thank you for, for, for Jerusalem. I thank you for Iran. I thank you for Pakistan. 
Yes, Pakistan. Even though you haven't gone yet, the Lord has put a vision inside of you to go. Begin to thank Him for it. And as you thank Him for it, He begins to agree with your proclamation. He begins to agree with the very thing that we're speaking forth in the atmosphere. And what happens is heaven begins to agree with the vision and you get to see that vision manifest in our life. You see, I, I didn't know we were going to be in Ohio. Had no idea. But the Lord began to speak to us about, about through, and, and he, listen, and even then when we found out and the Lord was speaking to us about coming, we still fought the word. We still fought the word. We want confirmation. Alice says, I need confirmation, God. And all of a sudden, a little red cardinal bird would fly in the, fly in the truck. And it would sit there on our dashboard. Tweet, tweet. Isn't that the state bird of Ohio? <laughs> Stuff like that would happen. We would go to the, you know, go to the mailing place, and we're going to mail out a letter. And it's like the person would, would Ohio. License plates in the middle of nowhere, Ohio. Like who in this city of 2,000 people would be from Ohio? The Lord will always, always bring confirmation to the vision. Proverbs 29:18 says this. Speak when there's no clear prophetic vision. People quick, quickly wander astray. But when you follow the revelation of the Lord, heaven's favor will fill your soul. And in the NLT, it says this. When people do not accept divine guidance, they will run wild. But whoever obeys the law is joyful. When redemptive revelation comes, when redemptive revelation concerning God's purpose and plans is missing, the restraints and the boundaries of life is, will disappear and unnecessary loss will occur. You see, the Lord, I believe this, and this is, not, this is just a revelation the Lord showed me, so, but the Lord showed me three stages of the vision because we're talking about going higher, guys. Going higher. And the three stages of the development is, number one, is birth. As a seed of vision is planted, you see, the Lord will come to you in a dream. He'll come to you whether you may be by yourself. I mean, he'll come however he wants to come. But there's something that is birthed inside of you and I. I would have never thought about radio. I would have never thought about any of those things. I'm sure people wouldn't think, I mean, we got a family here that moved all the way from Kentucky. Something happened. There was a, a seed that was planted that the Lord did it. So it's the birthing season. Number two, the second stage is it's called growth. It's growth. As a seed, it's watered. The vision becomes alive. How do we water a seed? You speak life into that vision. You speak it forth as it is. You know, I'm going to be honest. This past week and a half, my language has had to change because I have found myself, rather than speaking what the Lord would say, 
speaking the opposite of what my flesh wants to say. At one point, I said this. I said, man, I'm going blind. And I had people correct me. No, you're not going blind. What's the matter with you? But the enemy comes to lie. Because in the natural, I'm not seeing well. But in the spirit, I'm telling you what, the Lord is doing something. Because I'm so full of vision. I'm telling you, man, there's so much vision oozing out of me right now. I don't even know what to do with this. I've already been knocking. Oh, gosh, you don't even know. But there's growth. Growth. We go through that season of growth. And we begin to water it. And as we water it, vision comes alive. It really does, guys. And then we go to the third stage, which is the application. As the vision comes alive, we see the application of God's vision in action. You know, I remember when the Lord told us that we were going to move to Alabama. That was a really big deal for us because that was the first time we ever transitioned to another state. Um, and we didn't know what we were going to do. We just knew the Lord was saying, Go. And we had no finances, but we didn't see anything happen until we got our family together. I said, everybody, let's sit down, grab a box. And by faith, we grabbed a box, and we got a piece of tape, and we taped our first box. We weren't packing, but by faith, we watered that thing. We taped that box, and I kid you not, within that next day, Everything was paid for. The Lord brought the increase. Because when we agree with the Lord, when we agree to what, what the Lord is saying in the yes, what happens is we water the vision. Then as we water the vision, then we get to see the application of the vision becoming manifested. That's what happens, guys. Whatever it is that the Lord has put inside your heart, whatever is stirring inside you, let the Lord begin to water that thing inside of you. Begin to ask the Lord. God, begin to thank the Lord. God, thank you, God, for what you're doing inside of me. Thank you for the recovery. Thank you, God, for the, for the, for the Father's table, God. Thank you for the mission field, God. Thank you, God. And see, we can agree and we can water. And as we do that, we see people lifted up by the Lord. That's a good place to be, guys. It really is. Jesus. You see, God shows us in part. He usually doesn't give us the full picture. I don't know about you guys, but he has never shown me the full picture. Because if he would have shown us the picture, listen, whew, if he would have shown us the full picture even coming to Ohio, we probably wouldn't be here. I'm being honest. I want to be, I'm being so sincere with you guys. We had no idea what we were getting into. Not, not, not you guys. We, I'm, no, I'm being honest. Like, we love you guys. But such the opposition that we've had to endure, the religious spirit, having to battle things from, from people that were before. 
not knowing nothing, battling things, it's ridiculous. So if I would have known what we were going to deal with, I probably would have said, you know, let's, let's consider the options here. You know, we, yeah, Florida, Florida frozen tundra. And then, you know, we come to the, yeah, we come to the frozen tundra not knowing nothing about the frozen tundra. Our, our winter attire consisted of a sweater. This is a true story. And the first winter we were here was two years ago. It was like the worst winter ever. It was like the month and a half of like negative 20. And then the water plant froze at the facility. I'm like, I don't even know what a water plant is, and it's frozen. I had my brother Tad come with a blowtorch. And all I could do was watch. And then I would make a mistake. He's like, you know, you really shouldn't be doing that. I'm sorry. I don't know what I'm doing. It's true. We didn't know what we were getting into. Now, you guys are pros. You know, y'all know what to do when the ice comes and like, hey, should we, I, I would tell, do we cancel service tomorrow? Oh, it's just, just five inches. It's not a big deal. What? <laughs> the whole city in Texas would shut down for an inch. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, this is a true story. We, see, the Lord shows us in pieces. He doesn't want to overwhelm you. You know, some of you just know you're called to the mission field. And when you think mission field, oh, Lord, send me to, you know, South America, maybe to Honduras, Mexico, Costa Rica. But then the Lord said, no, I want you to go to Pakistan. Oh, what are you talking about? They're killing people in Pakistan. You see, if you would have told you that in the beginning, when you got that word, you would have been like, false prophet, I come against that word. <laughs> right now, I'm telling you, right? That's why he speaks in pieces. I'm telling you what, man, boy. But, man, I'm so glad he does that. Because... If we wouldn't have come to Ohio, we would have missed the opportunity to see all the amazing things that God has done in Ohio, man. Our hearts are so connected with the people, with the, 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 the ministry, the, everything about it is just beautiful. Oh, Lord. So, vision. <laughs> vision. Vision is not a plan. Vision is not a plan. Vision is not a goal. Vision is not a desired outcome or an objective. See, sometimes the Lord will show you a vision and we make that our... What happens is this. We get a vision sometimes... I'm, I'm only speaking for myself. It may not even apply to y'all. But sometimes it, we can try to take control of something and we make it our own. And we just kind of push God out of it. But yet, 
we're so fast and easy to say, oh, this vision is from God. And then when things start going the other way, it's like, God, why aren't you in this? You said for me to do this. Well, he says, you know, it's like, well, I didn't say to do that. See, vision is not a plan. Vision is, <clears throat> vision is God's perspective that is given to humanity. God gives us a prophetic vision, and we just get to respond. That's what we get to do. Lord, you want me to start a recovery center in Ohio? Yes. Right? How am I going to do this, God? I, I don't know, God. But then all of a sudden, the Lord provides a way, gives to the building, gives the people, brings the finances. God's it. You just go with what the Lord says to do. Oh, Jesus. See, because vision is not an idea. Sometimes people get misunderstood. Mis mis what's the word I'm looking at? We, we, we mistake the two. We'll say, man, I feel like, like the Lord is telling me to do this. And the Lord has nothing to do with it. It's just a good idea. See, that's the difference between being spirit-led and moving out of an emotion. Because if you move out of an idea... What's going to happen is God is not in the idea. And then you begin to say, well, all of a sudden you're like, you're having to, to max out your credit cards. Listen, I know somebody who's done that. They were given a prophetic word that they were going to be a pastor of a church. A couple weeks later, they go and they buy a church. They bought the building. They did all that. Now they have a church building and they're not doing, they're not able to do nothing with it because they they did something out of season. Does that make sense? It's important that the vision is, is being led by the spirit. That's the difference between vision and an idea. Many times people will lose sight. They see the vision, but then they lay it down. And never get to see it grow. They never get to see the growth portion of the vision. I've had many people actually tell me about their, their visions and their aspirations and how they had to lay it down. Because what happens is they they don't know how to they don't know how to steward what God is telling them to do. I want to give us uh, how do you how do how do we get vision? Okay, here's a question. How do we get vision? And I believe this again, this is just revelation I have. Ultimately, prophetic vision comes in these three ways. It comes through the word. It comes through the word. If you don't value the word, we will starve our inner man. We will starve our inner man. Our spiritual diet needs the word. If you are a believer, and I don't need a show of hands, this is a self-check. If you're not in your word, you need to get in your word. If you have vision from God, 
to do something, then you need to be in your word. Because if you're not feeding your spirit, your inner man is dying. There's no ands, ifs, or buts about it. That's right. I could probably go maybe a couple months without eating in the natural. I got a reserve. <laughs> but if I don't eat, eventually I'm going to die. Naturally. Listen, if you're not feeding your spirit, your, your spirit is dying. It is dying. And I want you to just ask yourself that question. Only you know your walk. Only you know the time you spend in the Word. I'm very transparent even with my boys. Hey, you need to get in your Word. Where's your Bible? Let me see your Bible. Let me see it. We have to be intentional. Our spiritual diet needs the Word. Without the Word or relationship our spiritual vision would become blurry. I don't know about you guys, but if, if, uh, if I allow my sugar levels to get too high, I can't see. That's why I got to kind of take care of myself and get on, the, on this diet that I'm on. It's the same thing. Your inner man needs to be healthy. And when you're not producing the right amount of substance that your body needs, your, your inner body, your inner man, then your vision, your spiritual vision, begins to go blurry. And the very thing that the enemy will attack is your vision. And you have no self-defense self against it. Because when the enemy came to attack Jesus, what was his response? The Word. He said, it is written. So I ask you today, when the enemy comes to attack your, your vision, when he comes to attack your ministry, do you know what is written to respond back to the enemy? Because the enemy is going to say, when you say, it is written, the devil's, tell me what's written. Oh, uh, well, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. Come on. That's it. Jesus was wor the word made flesh the word of God is living it is breathing it's Jesus prophetic vision comes from reading God's worth, word and being with the Lord number two it comes your, your vision will come through prayer and intercession when we were in when we were youth pastors and this, when the Lord gave us vision for our ministry, 90% of our time was face to the ground. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating either. We were always on the floor, on the rug, man. Constantly just with the Lord. So much revelation, so much encounters. But it was a time on the floor in prayer and intercession with the Lord, that he began to release the vision. If you have no vision, what does your prayer life look like? What does our prayer life look like? Number three, prophetic vision comes from the church. 
as God speaks through the church, we will begin to see clearly our purpose in God's kingdom. You see, you go and because we are the church. But even as you go to church, the Lord begins to release words. He'll begin to release vision through the message, through the worship. So if you're watching online, you're not plugged into a place. You need to get plugged into a local house. You need to get set. You need to allow those roots to dig in because we need that. You can't be a wanderer. Prophetic vision is so sacred that we see God speaking harshly about it in Jeremiah 23. Let's read this. Let's turn to Jeremiah 23, verse 16. It's warm in here or is it just me? It is warm. I almost want to turn on that AC. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Open the door. Open door. Come on, prophetic right there. Let, let the winds come, Lord. <laughs> come on, man. Jeremiah 23. We're going to start on verse 16. Because, see, I want us to see in this passage that vision is important to God. And because it's important to God, it's important, it should be important to us. Jeremiah 23, 16 says this. This is what the Lord of heaven's army says to his people. Do not listen to these prophets when they prophesy to you, filling you with futile hopes. They are making up everything they say. They do not speak for the Lord. They keep saying to those who despise the, my word, don't worry. The Lord says you will have peace. And to those who stubbornly follow their own desires, they say, no harm will come your way. But then we, we see this. Have any of these prophets been in the Lord's presence? See, that's what, right there, let's, let's stop right there. You want vision? It's about the prayer and intercession. It's about the secret place with the Father. Even here. We see, have any of these prophets been with the Lord in the Lord's presence to hear what he's really saying? Question mark. Has even one of them even cared enough to listen? Look, and then it says, look, the Lord's anger burst out like a storm, a whirlwind that swirls down on the heads of the wicked. And the anger of the Lord will not diminish until I, it has finished all he has planned in the days to come. You will understand all of this very clearly. I have not sent these prophets, yet they run around claiming to speak for me. I have given them no message Yet they go on prophesying. Man, we can go into a whole other sermon with that. Whoo, Jesus. I'm going to stop right there, yeah. <laughs> see, it's right here you see in Jeremiah, God is pretty, he means business about his word. He means business about the vision that he releases. So as the Lord begins to release vision, it's time that we begin to steward. And if you don't have the vision, 
It's time to partner with somebody who does. Partner with somebody who does. Last week I heard the Lord say this. He said, lift your vision higher. On October the 9th, on 19th, I'm sorry, the Lord showed me a vision. And this is right around the time that I began to kind of battle with my eyes. And uh, this is what the Lord showed me in a vision. He showed me in a vision of him restoring the cracks in vision. He said, I am sealing the cracks that have hindered the vision of the bride. And he went on to say, the higher you go, the better you will see. You see, I, I went to go see a doctor. And the farther I was, the worse I could see. But the Lord is saying, the higher you go, the better you'll see. So I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, just I want to go higher, God. I want to go higher. How many of you want to go higher today? I just want to go higher, Lord. Jesus. There's some of us today that even we've laid down the vision that God has given us. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know who this is for. But I really feel that I need to encourage you this morning that it's time for us to go higher in the things of the Lord. And it's time to lay down the things that, that the enemy has put before us. Because we've, we've, we've come really quick to agree with the enemy. We've come really quick to, to agree with the things that he says. Jesus, Father, I just thank you, God. I thank you, God, for vision, God. I thank you for the cloud. And I, I just see like the Lord even now. Thank you, Father. I just see like the Lord even now just, just bringing hope. We're areas of our life where we've kind of felt hopeless. Areas where we've kind of, we've, we've laid down and we've surrendered the very things that God has laid in front of us. Hmm. Jesus. I see the Lord even mending hearts this morning. Removing spiritual cataracts. Father, I just thank you, God. That even now, God, that you begin to restore. I just speak perfect. Whoa. Ah. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> I tell you what, I just feel like the glory just came in. Jesus. I just speak, Father, right now, prophetic revelation, God. Thank you for the cloud, God. Father, even now, God, we just we just say more, Lord. We ask for a vision to come, God. 
where the enemy, the enemy tried to steal and rob the vision of the house, God. God, we speak a double blessing, God, a double, double, God, of what you're going to release, God, in Ohio. Lord, and I speak to every, 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 every person in this room this morning, God. And I speak to your inner man. It's time to rise. It's time to be awakened. Right now. I saw the Lord wanting to, to just awaken the things that, that have been sleeping and those things that have been dormant in our lives. Even the, the things of familiarity that we've allowed to come and set upon us. I speak for myself. I'm transparent. Listen, transparency will bring breakthrough. Areas of our lives that we've allowed to, to sit in and we've come to agreement. Why? Because some of us have gone to a place where we, we're, we're tired of even fighting. We feel like we're tired and we're weary of going on. And we're battling the same thing over and over and over. Maybe it's depression, anxiety, worries, fear, whatever it is. That's not how you were created to live. He says it's time to go higher. We got to go higher. The higher you go, the better you'll see. He's created you for a time like this. The Lord is releasing vision. 2020. The eagle can fly above a storm cloud and can still see the prey over a mile down. The higher you go, the better you see. See, in the spirit, things are reversed. In the natural, the higher you go, everything gets smaller. But in the spirit, the higher you go, oh, the glory magnifies things. He begins to magnify. I see the Lord breaking off even condemnation right now where that spirit of condemnation has tried to come and it's tried to sit upon you. The devil's a liar. <laughs> he says, I didn't come to condemn the world, but through Jesus, it might be saved. That's what the Lord said. there's anybody in here that has been found themselves where their vision is, they felt like they've had to lay it down or they've laid it down unintentionally. Maybe you felt like you haven't been able to see that portion. You're still in the seed portion, but you want to move to the growth portion. Would you just stand up today? 
Because as we stand, we begin to go into agreement with what heaven has. Father, so right now, God, Father, I thank you for those that are standing right now, God. Even now, Lord, that vision would come like never before. I just speak the winds of change. Ah, winds of change would begin to blow upon them. Those that are watching online, God, right now, Father, we stand in agreement, God, for fresh vision. Revelation from heaven, God. Right now, Lord. In Jesus' name.